Hello and welcome. This is Friend Request. I'm your host, Justin Lamb, and this is episode 61 with my friend Elizabeth. This is the episode that begs the question, how well do you know your Starbucks barista? Uh, Elizabeth and I have a unique history in that I only know her from Starbucks. I was going there damn near every day and developed a little friendship with the entire crew there um, while I was working at Best Buy years ago. And Elizabeth is uh, the first of hopefully many of those girls and and maybe a guy. I'm not sure. I think it's all girls um, that I, I met during that time. So I hope you enjoy this episode and uh, we'll join Elizabeth later on for a special series I'm doing on entrepreneurs and people who work for themselves. You'll hear a little bit about that in this episode when she talks about her business, a little bit vintage. But without further ado... Please enjoy this wonderful interview with Elizabeth. But I normally, so this, I'm super excited about this because I normally start out with how I know someone and you are, you are incredibly unique in this situation because I know you as, uh, we met you were a barista at Starbucks and I was, I went there way too often. Um, and I, I, I became like friends with a, a bunch of you guys that were working there at the time. And which is such a strange thing. And I've like since moved jobs like twice and I've tried to like recultivate something like that at other places. I'm like, this is just not gonna, it's, I don't know if it was yes. just the time and the personalities and the people that just all matched up, but it was, uh, like I still talk to most of them. I think I think I talked to Sydney once in a great while. I talked to Emily online. Um, I got Alicia a job at <laughs> at Best Buy. Uh, so it, it, <laughs> it's just it's crazy how all that worked out. And thanks to social media, like still in contact with with you and and a few other people. But it's 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 a unique situation as far as this podcast goes. I definitely have never interviewed someone that I only know originally from from that, and yeah. So because of that, I don't know much about you at all. <laughs> so that that's kind of the perfect opportunity for what I created this podcast all about is kind of a better conversation than like a comment feed on, on Instagram or Facebook. So that said. <laughs> um, I, well, I guess I'll start in, in the beginning. I mean, do you have any siblings or anything? Uh, I do. I have two brothers. I've got an older brother and a younger brother. Are you the middle child? <laughs> I, I am. You couldn't tell. <laughs> are, you, are you a peacemaker? Do you try to <laughs> solve everyone's problems? Uh, yeah, I am. <laughs> I, I'm always fascinated by the, the stereotypes of sibling order. <laughs> I'm a youngest. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I expect everything. Um, but that's funny. Yeah, um, no, I totally fall into that stereotype. That's really funny. How far apart are your brothers than you? Um, my older brother is 18 months older than me. Okay. And my I'm five years older than my younger brother. Oh, they waited a little while for him. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you remember your younger brother being born? no i don't remember him being born but i remember him being a baby in our house yeah yeah How, did you get along better or worse with your older brother because you guys were so close i was close to both of my brothers but my brothers weren't close to each other yeah and that's how that, I ended up being the peacemaker is because they were both my buddies and they hated each other yeah uh, that that is a sentiment I can relate to. I have an older brother. We do not get along at all. So, yeah, we didn't have a middle sister though. You could have yeah. saved everything in my family. You know, I <laughs> I certainly would have tried. That's funny. Uh, did you grow up in Michigan? I did. Yeah. Okay. What did your mom and dad do when you were born? Um, my dad is a machinist. He builds the robots that build cars. Okay. Awesome. And um, my mom was a stay-at-home mom when I was little and uh, ended up, when I was in high school, going back to school for interior design. Oh, nice. Do you think you um, get some of that from her, like as far as 
what you do with with little bit vintage and and your fashion like going to school for fashion and stuff like some of that inspired by your mom yeah yeah um design and and has always kind of been a part of our our household and aesthetics and uh you know putting things she said that when she was a kid she always liked to play with doll houses and setting up the furniture when i was little i liked to make all the clothes for the dolls so (laughs) that's funny um what what's the dynamic like growing up in your household with the you got two older brothers and mom's there but your dad's working do you get along well with your parents when you're a kid i don't know fairly typical i mean at that time my my dad worked a lot so we didn't as kids we didn't see him hardly at all and my mom was very active in our lives and you know driving us to all of our practices and sports and events and stuff um and yeah my dad worked a lot a lot when i was little um i mean he still does really it's funny there's Um, i feel like there's this trend with a lot of people like in our age group growing up in the you know the auto capital or whatever you want to call it and like mm-hmm. i think that's a lot uh a lot of families where the dad worked in some form in the auto industry um mm-hmm. and they were working you know constantly and <laughs> it's it's funny when i talk to people i'm like Did, were, were there nine to five jobs at all in the auto industry or were they all like 7 a.m till 12 p.m till 9 p.m till <laughs> It's funny that no one ever seems like their parents worked a normal schedule when it comes to anything uh, even remotely related to that industry. Yeah, I remember um, my dad working 12 hours a day for for months on end. Yeah. Did he travel too or was um, it just here? uh, When I was a kid, it was just here. He got into... uh, different industry when I was like in college and older where he got to travel and stuff. But when I was a kid, it was, uh, yeah, I remember he, he always had Sundays off. He never worked on Sundays. And I always remember on Sundays, he was so grumpy all the time. (laughs) And, um, I asked him about it as an adult. I'm like, you were always so like cranky on Sundays. And and it was the only day that we ever got to spend with you. Why were you so, what was up with that? And he goes, well, I worked five, six days a week, every single week for forever. And then on Sunday morning, your mother made me go to church. (laughs) (laughs) So I didn't even get to sleep in on my day off. That's funny. Yeah. I'm glad it was a church thing. I thought it was going to go in the direction of like, oh, I I finally get a day off. And then I had three kids around the house. (laughs) It's like, I just wanted to relax. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that was part of it, though. <laughs> As a parent, I'm sure that was a part of it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I want to have kids, but also I'm like, ooh, I like that I don't have to do anything other than, like, my job. Oh, my God. Have you ever slept eight hours straight? Uh, all the time. Jealous. What's that like? <laughs> yeah. <see>? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so is school social life like what growing up i went to private school through elementary school yeah Uh, well um yeah so i didn't i didn't know anybody in lake orion until i was in high school or middle school i guess seventh eighth grade what's the private school experience like i don't know it was kind of weird so i started private school i lived in pontiac i went to private school in rochester so the kids that I went to school with were so vastly different from me. And I remember my mom would always complain about the other moms and how pretentious and yuppie. And and yeah, there's a huge (laughs) socioeconomic gap there between. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I always thought all of my friends were like rich and they lived in these great big, huge, I mean, I was little, so all of their houses seemed like mansions because they lived in these big subdivisions in Rochester and, and, um, from where I came from, I was like, that was, I, I always thought it was weird that all of my friends were rich. <laughs> yeah. That, and then, and then you went up to Lake Orion. <laughs> I, yeah. And then I went to public school, uh, <laughs> here and I was like, these people are much more grounded and much more normal. Did you stay friends with people from your Rochester school? 
for a little while, but not really. Yeah. And I think I think at that age, the reason I didn't stay in contact with those people is because my mom didn't want to drive me out to Rochester. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that makes sense. So. Well, yeah, it's funny. I I switched schools. I know it's not even switch schools, but when I went to junior high, like I went to junior high with one other kid from my elementary, and everyone else went to another junior high. And even though like some of them literally still live down the street from me, I just like didn't hang out with them anymore because they went to a different school and it was just like, that's kind of how it went. And it's, it's very strange. Uh, when you think about it, like as an adult, you're like, they, they literally lived a block away and you just stopped hanging out with them. Yeah. It's very, it's very strange. Um, yeah. Growing up, I mean, you grew up there then was, did you immediately go to college after high school? Uh, I did. Yeah. Um, my, uh, I took a lot of art classes in, in high school and my art teacher, um, got a job at this brand new design school that they had opened in Troy and she recommended that I go there oh. and they had a fashion program and that's. What school is that I, in Troy? Uh, it's, uh, the International Academy of Design. Mm. It, sounds fancy yeah. it does doesn't it sounds that way um <laughs> so i went there for a couple of years and then uh i transferred to their chicago campus and went and lived in chicago for a few years and went to school did you love chicago i love chicago you you read to me as a person that would love chicago <laughs> <So> <laughs> Uh, downfall, of course, I'm assuming that it is crazy expensive to live there. <laughs> um, you know, I didn't, we had roommates. So yeah. one, my cousin lived with me and we, we rented an apartment actually like comparable to here at that time. I mean, this was like the early 2000s, so it wasn't Yeah. like, and I didn't live downtown, so it wasn't super ridiculously expensive. What was I your, mean, things... go ahead. Things were expensive in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was your social life like in like in high school and then going into college? Um, in high school, I had like two super close friends, yeah. and and that was pretty much it. I I um I was really introverted, um, uh, quiet, and uh, you know, sat in the back of the classroom all the time, and those art students. Jeez, I know, that's... I know. <laughs> yeah. so, <laughs> I had like two really close friends, and that was kind of it in high school. Um, which is weird because I've recently, like in the last year, been reconnecting with people that I like kind of knew in high school. Yeah, and you know, people tell you things like. Oh, I thought you were cool back then. I'm like, well, damn it, you should have told me then. Because <laughs> yeah. I thought everybody hated me. Yeah, at one point, I think I told someone, I was like, I just want to ask, like, all these girls if they, you know, I, you get told, like, oh, blah, 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 I liked you. And you're like, what? <laughs> they did? <laughs> Why did you say something? <laughs> <laughs> that does me no good now. <laughs> it's just, it's funny how that all works out. Um, did you do good in school, like, academically? Um, I did, uh, the bare minimum academically. Fair enough. <laughs> I was like a C student. Um, it's better than me. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think, uh, my senior year, the only math I did was to figure out exactly how many days I needed to actually attend class in order to <laughs> not fail. Yeah. Yeah, the math I did senior year was retaking my freshman year math class that I just skipped and went to lunch every day instead of going to class. As uh, <laughs> high school was a social thing for me, so I, I I was like, no, I don't care about the school part. I just need I need as many friends as possible. It's never worked out. Um, <laughs> it's funny how that looking back at that. Um, so. Yeah, I really didn't care about the friends or or the academics. Yeah, what did your social life social life stay the same when you started school and then transferred to Chicago, or did you, did you open up a little bit more in that same like artist atmosphere? 
you know by the time I got to Chicago I was much more social I made I made friends in Chicago that I still keep, keep in contact yeah. with now um what changed I think I think it was being away from home yeah. and you know nobody knew me there and nobody had any expectations of of what I was supposed to be or what I was like already um and I could break out of my my quiet shell and I didn't have like, I don't know. I wasn't embarrassed anymore <laughs> of yeah. who I was. So, and I felt very grown up being far away from my family, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Getting out of your house for the first time. <laughs> did you, did you go yeah. nuts? Did you, did you have like a, a party phase or anything after high school um, or during well, high school for that matter? <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think it probably started in high school, uh, like around senior year. And, and yeah, when I, I got to Chicago, I mean, uh, I figured out all of the, I was 19 when I moved to Chicago and I figured out all of the ways you could drink in a bar without showing your ID. <laughs> Which I feel like is probably easier for a woman than a guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Just playing devil's advocate. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I made a lot of bad choices, but it was fun. I had fun. Yeah, bad choices when you're young are fun. The yeah, older you yeah. get, the bad choices tend to have more repercussions. Uh, yeah, my more recent bad choices uh, are far less fun. <laughs> uh, so you are in school. How long is that program? How, is, you, is it full four years and then you get your degree uh, in fashion design? Uh, yeah, well, it was, I went to school for fashion design for two years and got an associate's and then I went to school for, uh, uh, retail merchandising for two years. Did, so, so you did those two things years before you ever started your vintage shop. Yeah. Yeah. Like a good solid decade and a half. <laughs> did, before, did some part of you anything to use them well so with that in mind i gotta wonder like what what was your goal in fashion design and retail marketing at the time um, so when i was 20 years old when i was done with my degree i was going to move to new york city and be a high-end fashion designer of course obviously as everybody does yes it's super easy to break into an industry like yeah. that I saw Devil Wears Prada. You just have to throw your coat at people and you are going to be the most famous person alive. Yes. Yes. I was I was going to be in Vogue magazine every single issue. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, but really what ended up happening is I needed to pay my rent and so I got I got retail jobs and Did the retail jobs make you pick retail marketing as a major? Uh, well, I figured the, 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 I figured that went in hand, hand in hand with, uh, with fashion, fashion design, it would give me more of a, of a business background and Got it. make me more employable, which it did not. <laughs> so how long are you in Chicago? Uh, I moved from Chicago in 2007. Uh, so I lived there for like two and a half, three years. Okay. Um, and then I, I moved back to Michigan and got married and can I pause you? Cause I'm very curious. Yeah. This is a hundred percent projection on, on my part. So I lived in LA from 04 to 06 and <laughs> like looking back, especially, you know, like the older you get, the more you're like, it was two years. It was just two years, like two years oh, seems so insignificant years, right? yeah but so like yeah I, i'm like i want to write a book about this time i want like i have endless amounts of stories and i did so many like my life experience spent in that two years is uh more than like another 10-year chunk of my life some other time and it, it's crazy to think about that way and i was wondering like if that if you had that same experience where you look at chicago and like when you think about all the stuff you did there if it's like Oh damn, that was only two years. How did I do all that shit in two years? Uh, 
Yes, it is exactly that. So um, yeah, it was such an impactful, big, huge part time of my life. It, it might not have been that long, but it was yeah. that impactful. Yeah. That's, yeah, I feel the same way. And I mean, from everything from like, culturing yourself, because le- like, you know, leaving Oakland County, Michigan, and, and see going to like a big city where, like, you know, there's more than one black person per capita. And it's like, uh, <laughs> just like, little things like that combined with uh, being on your own in a completely new city state. And, uh, and then being like, early 20s and like I can, I can do anything yeah. um <laughs> yeah you're invincible <laughs> yeah so that's that's funny yeah i was wondering if you could relate to that sentiment because that's i think about that a lot and i'm like god am i am i exaggerating this two-year period of my life or is that was that like really <laughs> crazy yeah no that's like a highly developmental part of like time in your life in your early 20s and then you do something exciting like move across the country or move to a big city and just like yeah (laughs) yeah okay i feel better now (laughs) (laughs) um so you move back home do you are you already dating this person that you end up marrying or did you start dating when you got moved back home um we started dating in high school and oh. he moved with me to yeah we we lived in chicago together um the plot thickens <laughs> oh yeah um and then we moved back to michigan uh when we just when we were getting married so like it, right. we got married like a month after we moved back to michigan gotcha so as what, per our life yeah yeah so what is that like dating your high school, like essentially high school sweetheart into college and then to moving to another place with that? I mean, full disclosure, I definitely moved to LA with a girl and then she moved home a year before I did. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I, so that was years then you were with him um, before you guys got married. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a good chunk of life experience in that time period, uh, like you mentioned, developmental years and stuff. So, I mean, what, yeah. what is that like? And I mean, what, what brings you guys to the decision to finally get married? Um, well, okay. So it's kind of sticky because we are divorced now. Yeah. yeah. I, I knew the um, ending of it. I just still curious. Yeah. But yeah. So at the time he, you know, um, he was my super fun boyfriend and we went on this super fun adventure together to Chicago. And, um, I honestly, I didn't know any different because I, he was my first long-term boyfriend. Yeah. And, um, I guess at a certain point, like he asked me to marry him. I was at that age where people start making these decisions about their future. And, um, if I'm completely blunt about this, I know he's never going to hear this. (laughs) My thought when he asked me to marry him was, well, I don't want to break up with him. Yeah. So yeah, I guess (laughs) the alternative is to get married. So so we got married. Can I ask you a a personal question or a series of personal questions? (laughs) I I was going to say, is that this whole podcast? Um, no, because I've always been curious about this. And as someone that is divorced from the person, I feel more okay about asking this. But, like, I do, so I know a bunch of people, um, even especially from my high school, that started dating in high school and now they're married and they have kids. And how, like, in my mind, there's this period, uh, like, 17 to 22, let's say, where I'm just like, how in the world would you just be like, yeah. I'm just going to be with this person for the rest of my life and I don't need to try out other, other people. (laughs) Like, I was like, how does that work? I like, I I don't know. I mean, I'm very open about being like a a little promiscuous son of a bitch for my, myself during that period of time. So like, (laughs) I can't even fathom not having that curiosity take over to the point where I'm like, this relationship isn't going to work. I love you, but this isn't going to work because I need to. Uh, try new things. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Well, like I said, he was the 
my only long-term relationship. Yeah. Um, things were good with like, we were, we were happy and we had fun all the time and I didn't see that ending, yeah. you know, like things are fun right now. You don't really, I guess I, I didn't think too far into the future. Yeah. Like I, when, when you get married, I was 21 when I got married. So young. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you don't really think about all of the, the things that could happen in the future. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like all the things that did happen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Um, how long are you guys married for? Uh, well, we were married for 11 years after that. Okay. Or 10 years, 10 years. Well then, yeah. So we, we, we dated for five years and then we were married for five years before we had a kid. And then, uh, what do you, I try to stick to a timeline. It never works out, but I'll, Sure. Um, especially when because i'll ask questions and be like oh that's 10 years from now and i'm like wait hold on uh, <laughs> well when you came back from chicago did you what did you do for work oh um i worked at um crate and barrel at somerset mall oh yeah i've spent a lot of money there well i should rephrase that my wife has spent a lot of money there <laughs> yeah i'm familiar <laughs> yeah yeah, I loved that job too. I, I had a great time working there. Um, I worked with lots of great people, and did you get a sick discount? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think like thirty percent, man. Nice. <laughs> I we uh, we registered for wedding gifts there before I got the job yeah. there. So. Yeah, that's 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 like the most reason of why I, the most reason that's a phrase uh, of why mm-hmm. I why I know Crate and Barrel registering stuff and yep. Then that's just the tip of the iceberg, because then you gotta get all the other stuff afterwards. Um, did you ever, until you started your own business, did you find any work in the field, like, or tiptoeing in the field that you wanted to go into? Um, no, I well, I mean, like when I was in high school, I worked at Old Navy. That was the last time I worked in clothing. Yeah. <laughs> um. But no, no, I. I really didn't do anything in design before I, I didn't, I didn't use my degree at all. Most people except don't. for <laughs> like, I, I sewed a lot. Like I made a lot of my own clothes, but, That's, um, that is a talent in itself. <laughs> but yeah, like up until recently, very recently, I figured I, uh, I went to design school for a very expensive hobby. <laughs> Yeah. Like I spend tens of thousands of dollars to perfect my hobby. That's fine. I support that. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then five years into marriage, you have your first kid. What, what is it like becoming a mother? How does that change your world worldview? <laughs> well, that's a huge, huge question because it literally changes everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, all of a sudden, like, I had been having a lot of fun in my life before then. And not that being a parent isn't fun, but all of a sudden, fun is so far down the list of priorities. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's, um, there's so many more important things than yourself all of a sudden. Yeah. Speaking of, she just ran in here and grabbed his Game Boy and went out. <laughs> I've pulled that move. It was like 30 years ago, but I pulled that move before. <laughs> Come in, grab the Game Boy, and get out. But, yeah, I mean, I think that is uh, where me and my husband started to stray was I realized that life wasn't all about having fun and a good time And now, all of a yeah. sudden. And I had this much, much bigger responsibility and he never his mindset never adjusted it's so strange to me yeah I, and i've heard that before like that case before and it, it's funny because 
some men will say like, oh, the second I my kid was born, I was like, you know, everything changed. And then some guys, I will, yeah, that's the exact same thing. We're like, I didn't feel that like my priorities shifted. I, you know, still need to go out and hang out and party or whatever the, that looks like. Um, I'm projecting yeah. things when I say all this because I don't know, but I'm just, um, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, so that that kind of started the distance between you two. Yeah, that was. That was the the beginning of it. Yeah, yeah. Having mm-hmm. kids really changes a hundred percent of everything. Yeah, yeah. I, for 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 some people, I guess. <laughs> I think, for me, at least. I would hope so. Um, <laughs> you're responsible for a whole other human being. That is a lot yeah. of responsibility. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um, that. Oh, is that around the time that I meet you? When do you start working at Starbucks? <laughs> well, I, I, I missed this whole whole chunk about how I, I, I moved. Uh, after we got married, we moved to Oregon. And that's where... What? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where my, my oldest son was born in Oregon. And... How, again, what what it, brought it, you out to Oregon? <laughs> it was... Um, honest to God, like on a whim... We were bored and like had lived. We lived in Chicago. We moved back to Michigan. We're like, well, now we need something exciting again in our lives, and we moved to Oregon. That's fun. And and then when we had a kid, another reason, another way that kids change everything is I wanted to be back with my family. Yeah. So um, I had actually gotten the job at Starbucks in Oregon, and um, transferred here uh after my son was born so how long did you end up staying in oregon um we were there for again like two or three years two and a half years nice that's that's the maximum amount of time i spend in a place (laughs) unless it's michigan (laughs) yeah it's funny how that works right uh what i mean so you guys get out to oregon did you like where is it portland area or uh, it was just outside of Portland. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so just a whim? Again, was, <laughs> yeah, like basically spun the globe and wherever your finger landed, yeah. that's where we were living. <laughs> yeah, because we considered like Boston or Austin, Texas, or like, yeah. and Portland's just kind of where we we did some research and decided that their winters weren't cold. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> the reason to leave right now um what did you do what did you like about it like was it a was it a good decision at the time or did you like it there um uh it was a good decision i loved it there um it must have snowed a quarter of an inch the whole time we were there (laughs) (laughs) it's wild the pacific northwest is wild it's so so like culturally different uh climates different which like not um, right now I, unfortunately. when we first got there <laughs> uh yeah i mean it's pretty icy there right now i guess um or the first the first day we were there we went for a walk and this person's like jogging by us and like makes eye contact waves smiles says hi how are you and i look at this person i'm like do we know them? Do, do I know them? Is that person just being kind to here. me? Yeah. Was this stranger just like weirdly nice? That's, That's I mean, we have like our Midwestern niceties, but we're not like openly friendly with strangers like that. Yeah. I'm from Detroit. We don't talk to strangers. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Scary. Strangers are probably going to rob you. Um, <laughs> So the, your child was a catalyst for moving back home. Um, yeah. Did that, how did he respond to Portland or not Portland, but Oregon? Like, um, no, he loved it. Um, he, uh, he may have loved it more than I did. (laughs) Um, which again was maybe another, uh, distance between us when we moved back to Michigan and he loved Oregon that much and I needed to be with my family. So, so that might've been a splinter there. What was the catalyst then moving back to Michigan from Chicago? 
was it just you finished school and you guys decided to move back or uh yeah um okay it was that and and again it was family we were getting married and we wanted to be by family again yeah. i i feel like every time something major happens in my life i just want to be close <laughs> to my parents that's a nice thing i mean that's awesome that you have that relationship where you you desire that that's cool um yeah so you move back here you have a child and then how you have a second child right you have two two kids uh, i do i do what, how far um, apart are they uh four years okay so what's that four years yeah. look like <laughs> um well we moved back to michigan and uh I'm working for Starbucks and uh, we rented a little house in Waterford and it was adorable. You know, we have the, the kid and the dog and the cute little house. And I don't know how much I want to of my, my former marriage, but um, yeah, I mean, he was working like on and off part time and not, and I get, I, his big thing was having fun and having a good time. And, and I, my big thing was providing for my family and trying to make the life for us that I wanted. And it wasn't coming together because I wasn't getting the support that I needed emotionally, financially, all of that. So I ended up finding out I was pregnant and I was like, I can't do this again. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I took off and I moved in with my parents yeah, that's that's rough. That's a rough position yeah. to be in. Um, yeah. What what, that, what does that look like? I, you have your your four year old. You're you're pregnant. And you move back home. Is the divorce like immediately following that? Like, are you divorced before um, your kid is born? No. Oh. Um. You you cannot get divorced if you are pregnant. Oh, really? The the courts will not allow you to get divorced if you are pregnant. Is that like a legal thing? I didn't even know that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because I tried to. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sure yeah. you're speaking from experience. I just never knew that was a yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, actually, it was uh, It was nearly, a, I think it was over a year later before our divorce was actually finalized. Um, Roger, my youngest, was... Uh, yeah, no, Roger was a year old when my divorce was finalized. Wow. So it took that long. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that was a that was a, a crazy couple of years in my life. I mean, not as fun as the couple of years in Chicago, but <laughs> <laughs> but so what is um, that like? I mean, what are you going through mentally during that? Like moving back with your parents, getting divorced, having two kids now? Um, that's a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, severely depressed. Um, lots of, uh, shower crying and stuff (laughs) because I'm trying to like, I'm trying to be cool for my, my older son. And, um, and you know, he just, he, uh, came with me to live at my parents' house. So he's no longer living with dad and he doesn't understand because he's just four years old. And so I'm, trying to put on a happy face for him like oh we're just gonna stay with grandma for a little while and then a little while turned into um well what year is it now (laughs) (laughs) yeah um yeah and then i ended up having a baby all on my own um he didn't come to the hospital to see the baby when he was born and uh, yeah there was a lot of fucked upness about that yeah is um yeah but Um, then that i mean do you learn a level of resiliency about yourself going through an experience like that and like are you able to give yourself some credit for what you're able to accomplish like essentially on your own with your with your kids and um yeah you know i i definitely uh am a far more independent person than I ever was before because I was always I was always kind of dependent on him like emotionally and then well yeah since high school (laughs) yeah yeah I mean he was 
there next to me for a like 15 years and then all of a sudden i was all alone and and i had to figure out how to do things by myself how to uh do literally everything by myself because i had been in a relationship since i was i don't 16 years old yeah and then all of a sudden i was not yeah that's a that's a but yeah like i said I, i feel like the takeaway I always try to give people from stuff like that is just like, but you did do it. So you got to give, you got to give your, be able to step and give yourself credit for stuff too. Um, oh yeah. Well, I mean, I'll tell you right now in my life, I am happier than I ever have been. That's awesome. For so many reasons. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Um, that was the, was that. I'm trying to remember to the beginning of when we started talking about uh, a little bit vintage, but like you starting to sell your vintage clothes stuff. That was, was that right after the divorce then? When my son was six months old, I started dating again. Um, and what is I... that like? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Dating with a newborn baby is so weird. Do, do you do you hide the fact at first or do you just like wear a t-shirt that says i got fucking kids <laughs> it, yeah well i mean i i was doing uh online dating and you know i i figured it, like if i was going to have any kind of a relationship with anyone i was going to have to be upfront and honest yeah. from the get-go because like first date i gotta get a babysitter you know yeah. <laughs> like the, the, you can't and how long are you gonna hide the fact that you have a newborn baby so i <laughs> so i had i was pretty upfront about it but um as a matter of fact the guy that i am dating now um i ended up bringing my kids with us on our first date oh wow it was was like in the middle of the day on a saturday we went for like a lunch date and i was like (laughs) i i really wanted to meet him and i didn't really want to wait for an opportunity when i can get a babysitter so there was no hiding the yeah. fact that I had kids. Yeah, <laughs> they were literally there. That's awesome, though. That's I mean, th- what a, what a great way though to start it, right? Like, you know, I, I yeah. feel like that's kind of diving in and being like, "This is me and my family," and now you don't have yeah. to like start to like me and then question my kids later or anything weird like that. It can just be like, Let's right. that was kind of my whole mindset, and I was like, "Well, these kids are a huge part of me, so if." if you don't want to have a part of the kids you can't have a part of me either yeah. so yeah that's awesome i kind of yeah. like that <laughs> um and then you so then you start selling vintage clothing yeah um having this having something of my my very own that's all mine that i'm completely responsible for and in charge of is again it gives me it, it's uh reaffirming the sense of independence and accomplishment that yeah. I mean um that I've never had before in my whole life so well that's that's an awesome thing to say <laughs> I mean that's gotta that's gotta <laughs> yeah. feel pretty good then it sounds like it feels pretty good um to have that going on and then six months you said after the divorce you started dating uh six months after my son was born six months after your son was born okay yeah um and is, that's the same person you're dating now yeah well i mean i i, I dated a little bit before that oh, but yeah yeah. yeah yeah we're 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 still dating now so it's good good that is wonderful yeah um yeah and he was the one to say why why are you not uh why aren't you selling vintage if that's really what you want to do yeah yeah that's really cool um, to have that person, yeah. like to have someone, I guess, what is it like getting into a relationship like that where you have someone that you feel like kind of has your back after getting out of a relationship where you didn't get that at all? Uh, oh my God, it's crazy. <laughs> like, um, Well, like I said before, like I didn't know any different. Yeah. I had been in one relationship ever. And now all of a sudden I'm in this relationship that is like, it's fun and it's supportive and like, I don't know, he's, he's got my back and he's like trying to guide me and help me grow. And instead of like, 
I don't know, whatever it was that I was used to, I had gotten myself so used to before that I can't even remember now because yeah. it's so, it feels like ancient history because. Well, it sounds like you're what I have a, now. Yeah, like a different person now than you were back then. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like you mentioned, learning, learning how to do everything by yourself and, and I imagine having much different expectations from your partner than you, than you did back then. And, and then having two kids like that's, I mean, all of those things are gonna, <laughs> yeah, probably make you into a, a different person and it sounds like for the better. So it's, I, yeah, no, I, I, I do feel like a, like a, a better and greater person over the past, I don't know, four or five years. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, cool. I don't know. Uh, I think that brings us kind of to present. What is, I mean, what's, what's the pandemic been like for you? (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, I, I did kind of at the beginning of it, I took a break from my business because I thought that it was kind of like a jerk move to be trying to like push high end luxury clothing on uh, people who just lost their jobs or like even just (laughs) you know um i mean i mean so i I took a break and i have just uh since the the fall started picking it back up again and yeah it's it's wild and you know working still with the public during a pandemic oh yeah yeah how's that Oh my God, people are crazy. Um, people who can't figure out how to wear their masks or like, it's been a year, people. Yeah. Put it over your nose. Let me ask you, I'm curious that this is, we'll, we'll have a pandemic question here. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, so I, I still go to Starbucks far too often. Um, and, but I, I wear, I always wear my mask in the drive-thru. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, I never see, and I don't know if it's because I like go to the one in Bloomfield, but it's like, I never see the person in front of me wearing their mask in their car. And I'm like, I feel like you're still within six feet of someone. And it's like, if nothing else, it's a courtesy to the person, like whoever's working. Yes. Let me tell you, Justin, we appreciate you wearing your mask. In the <laughs> That's really all uh, I was going I was, for. Thank you. That's it. I just needed yes, that. Validation. <laughs> uh, I feel about like 25% of customers wear their mask in the drive-thru. That's funny. Um, it's so weird to me. Also, when you take your cup through the window, do not touch the barista's hand. <laughs> Don't do it. We get all these slimy people reaching their fingers over our finger. And it's I mean, see, hand sanitizer there, but but why things like that so that's that's one thing this is a tangent see this is where i said i'm just gonna go on tangents i just don't understand these things that are being magnified now when we're so aware of like human contact um it's like when i go to like taco bell and they're like contactless drive-through i was like what was happening before like what (laughs) what kind of contact was happening jumping out the window and giving I don't I like I don't understand and so but then when you say something like that like why are why are they touching hands anyway like what situation how awkward am I at grabbing a cup from another person that I'm like man massage their hands at the same time like (laughs) oh man I don't understand Yeah, you'd be shocked at how many people like touch it. Like I, I, I pass out the cup holding the top of it specifically so that nobody will touch my fingers. Oh my god! I don't know how they get their slimy fingers to touch mine. So it's I, so weird it's to madness. me. It's, it's yeah, the drive-through stuff. Really, I don't understand because it really makes me go, "What was happening before this?" Um, <laughs> and then they do the same thing with like, "Yeah, pizza. We'll drop it off. No contact." I'm like, "What again?" I, you're not touching your hand in a box to a person. <laughs> like, I don't. Yeah. I, yeah, I know at the beginning. Contact in the first place. Yeah. I, it makes me question how everything was done. Like how naive I must have been to how everything was done before. <laughs> Apparently at Taco Bell, I should have been kissing the person at the drive through when I pick up my order. <laughs> I'm screwing everything up. So I, at oh, least yeah. I know now when everything goes back to normal, I need to just really fondle everyone in every drive-thru because that's apparently I mean, the norm uh 
<laughs> no pun intended, but we're going to want to embrace it at that point. Well, I told, uh, I, I've told everybody this, but when I get vaccinated, I'm just going to get a t-shirt that says like vaccinated question mark, hug me. Cause I'm just, gonna, I was like, I just want to, I want to go hug everybody. Is that weird? I'm going to, and I was like, is this the weird sixth grade self in me coming out? Like where I just want to hug people. Cause I was a weird sixth grader. Um, yeah. <laughs> It's very, it's very strange. Um, and I mean, I'm sure you can relate with kids and, and your boyfriend. And even though I have a wife that I live with and like, obviously we like touch each other, <laughs> but I still feel like, oh, but I haven't hugged anybody since March of last year. <laughs> I just, I'm like, right. It's, it's so strange. And I, I, I long for that human connection. It's, it's very, even doing this, I only did this in person until the pandemic and I still miss someone sitting across from me so so very badly. Yeah, no, I, I God, I just want to sit in restaurants and yeah. like with my friends and have somebody take away the plate and then go wash it when I'm done eating. <laughs> like that's yeah. all I want out of life is for somebody else to bring to, me food to, to do, do your daily shit. shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, on that positive note, uh yeah, I, I don't think I have any more questions. I've kept you for so long. I, I just, I'm super excited that you were up for this and and I loved getting to oh, know yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy yeah. the rest of your night. Yeah, yeah this was great. I'm going to oh. go make some dinner for my family now. Yeah, I'm going to go eat some dinner with my wife. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. All right, I'll talk to you later. All right, bye, bye. Justin. Thank you. Right, you just listened to my interview with Elizabeth, and what what a fun time I had talking with her and finding out. I had no idea she'd been married and divorced and lived in Chicago and and in Oregon. And there's you know there's there's so much you don't know about people. Um, and I know that that sounds super obvious for someone like given this specific circumstance, like you don't order a coffee and find out people's life stories. Though it is amazing how much uh, employees reveal to you about themselves as you're waiting uh, at, at a place, especially if you're a regular and you've kind of built a rapport with that team. It is it is remarkable now that I think about it. But <laughs> either way, I hope you guys enjoyed this interview and you can follow Elizabeth online at Little Bit Vintage and check out all of her vintage clothes that she sells. And you can follow us at friend request pod on Instagram and Facebook. You can write me an email. Always appreciated. Justin's friend request at gmail.com. That's J U S T I N S F R I E N D R E Q U E S T. I should probably find a shorter email, huh? Thank you guys for listening. I love you so much. I'll talk to you next week.